7.02. Healthy Lifestyle. Well, it's 25 minutes to three. We're joined Dr. Ishad Ibrahim, a specialist neuropsychiatrist in sleep disorders. And we are looking at a condition that I think over the years has been vilified. Uh, different societies over the years um, consider sleep paralysis uh, in a very dark way. You know, that there's an evil presence, there's an unseen night demon, um, uh, things like um, uh, maybe aliens involved. Different cultures have certainly vilified this condition. So do you struggle with sleep paralysis? Are you concerned about this condition? What would you like to know? We take your call now on 011-883-0702. Dr. Ibrahim, thank you so much for your time. Hi, how are you today? I am very good, thank you. Uh, so let's start off by looking at what sleep paralysis is. Well, yes. to understand what sleep paralysis is, we need a very basic idea of what sleep is. Mm-hmm. Now, broadly speaking, sleep has two types of, um, there are two types of sleep. Uh, what most people think is sleep is what we call non-rapid eye movement sleep. Mm. It's also called deep, slow-wave sleep, right? And that is where our body is literally resting, restoring, and, um, uh, and not very active. Mm. The second type of sleep is called rapid eye movement sleep or REM sleep, R-E-M, REM sleep. Mm. Now, what happens in REM sleep is we have a very active brain, but our muscles are paralyzed, virtually paralyzed. We have no muscle tone. So when we go from non-REM sleep into REM sleep, mm-hmm. there's the, 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 the a switch that turns off our muscles. So we have, we have naturally we have sleep paralysis in REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And in REM sleep, this is the time we're dreaming and we slotting away our memories and filing things and testing our hardware our heart rate is very variable. Mm-hmm. Our breathing is very unstable because the body is actually doing a repair job. And while it's doing the repair job, it doesn't want you to be moving around. So we have no muscle tone. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, in a small proportion of people, this lack of muscle tone intrudes when we, get, when we wake up. So what happens is there's a, there's, a, there's a disconnect with the switch. Yes. So instead of the muscle tone becoming normal, the switch doesn't turn on the muscles. Mm. Mm. So you have this terrifying experience of being awake and not being able to move. And that is sleep paralysis. Yes, I mean, when you listen to how people describe it, it does sound terrifying. Um, Is there a relationship uh, with other sleep disorders? there There is a relationship between other sleep disorders. And just to say quickly... There are two types of sleep paralysis, a benign sleep paralysis, where people wake up and say, oh, okay, I've got sleep paralysis, and then move their eyes around a little bit, and then the sleep paralysis goes away. Mm -hmm. The second type is called terrifying sleep paralysis because it's associated with having this uh, feeling that there's a big weight on your chest. Sometimes people feel that there's someone in the room around them, and they're literally having a panic attack but can't move or talk. So, you know, it's like a doomsday scenario, mm. uh, literally. Trapped, now, yeah. what is sleep paralysis associated with? Well, sleep paralysis can occur on its own. And most of us would have had at least one or two episodes of sleep paralysis during our lifetime, oh. uh, particularly in our adolescence. 
So, you know, everyone would have had one or two episodes. So when you say to them sleep paralysis, most people know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, you know, in, 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 in our adolescent years when the brain's expanding and, and, and becoming an adult brain, uh, various things can, you know, slightly go, you can have slight, you know, uh, dysfunction for short periods of time. For example, our sleep cycle can, uh, can be delayed and, and then you're going to bed feeling sleepy later at night and waking up later in the morning. Right. Uh, you know, a circadian rhythm disorder. So it's mainly during adolescence that people might experience, you know, these variations of normal. Oh, Diane, in fact, on Twitter says, I've experienced sleep paralysis since I was 18. Still as stressful as ever, even though I know what it is. So even awareness around it doesn't take the stress or the terrifying nature. Well, she's got terrifying sleep paralysis. That is a diagnosis. It's called terrifying sleep paralysis. So so sleep paralysis uh, can be like a a short-term normal phenomenon, Mm -hmm. or it can be a condition, which is terrifying sleep paralysis, which Diane on Twitter has. And then it can be associated with a condition called narcolepsy. Mm -hmm. Narcolepsy is a condition where people are very sleepy, uh, they have sleep paralysis, they have a dysfunction in their REM sleep. So what happens is even when they awake, uh, if you tell them a joke and they laugh, they can go straight into REM sleep and have sleep, uh, and, and be paralyzed and fall to the ground. Uh, that symptom is called cataplexy. Mm-hmm. And then they have this onset of dreaming as they fall asleep. So if someone's got sleep paralysis and they're sleepy in the day, then they need to be tested for narcolepsy. Right. Okay. Very important. Yes. Right? The good news is that sleep paralysis, if you've got isolated sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. in other words, without having sleepiness and narcolepsy symptoms, can be easily treated. Oh, okay. That's, that's good news. I want us to get to the treatment options, but let's hear from Zia in Brinston. Hello, Zia. You have a question for Dr. Ibrahim? Hi, uh, good day, Dr. Ibrahim. It's Zia. Hi, Zia. And How are you doing? I just want to find out, is, is sleep paralysis associated to anxiety disorders? Because um, I seem to have uh, horrifying panic attacks, like I cannot even take an injection. Um, and I mm-hmm. don't know if I do have sleep paralysis, but I have, from what you've been describing, you know, I know that something needs to happen. I need to try and get out of it. Like I'm, I'm conscious and I'm trying... Zia? Oh, she's gone. Yeah, we've lost her, but she was describing what she experiences, that she's conscious um, and perhaps unable to move. But is there a connection between... Well, just, uh, just, just to answer the question, yeah. uh, you know, there's a variation of, 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 of symptoms that occur at night yeah. that can all seem to be the same thing because they have similar manifestations. Yeah. So uh, symptoms of anxiety, panic, fear... Uh, this can happen with someone who's got sleep terrors, but sleep terrors occur in non-REM sleep, usually within the first hour of sleep. Mm. Uh, there's a thing called nocturnal panic disorder, uh, and that is associated with having an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and these nighttime panic attacks. Yeah. Uh, again, these nighttime panic attacks can resemble uh, sleep paralysis, but the important thing about sleep paralysis is that you really can't move. Mm-mm-mm. Your That's muscles what distinguishes. have no tone. Yeah. And that is why, you know, that's where the paralysis comes in. And sleep paralysis tends to occur in the early hours of the morning when you're having most of your REM sleep. Right. Uh, and sometimes you might even have a nightmare and come into a sleep paralysis uh, mm-hmm. event. 
Right, let me share some of the messages that we're getting. Diane says there's an online, there are online communities to help those who suffer from sleep paralysis. We all see and hear the same things. Shadow men and the witch. She says the weight mm-hmm. is the hag that crawls up our bodies and the person in the room is the shadow men. That's what our brains tell us. So they are support groups. She says, she suggests joining one. Donnie Madonsela says terrifying sleep paralysis, like a nightmare. And then Tandoza says, is um, through my teenage years, falling asleep was difficult for me. Now, as an adult, after my first pregnancy, I've been sleeping like a baby. So that suggests that maybe it's something that changes as you get older, that you're able to manage or that diminishes. Uh, also, with older. pregnancy, pregnancy can help sleep uh, problems. Uh, you know, so nature's given us <laughs> a, a mechanism to protect the next generation in many ways. <laughs> and, and 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 my clinical experience found. Some of my patients who actually, you know, have sleep problems and get pregnant and it tends to disappear. Mm, uh, mm. It might come back, you know, much later on. Uh, but, you know, there's something about nature that's, uh, you know, always wonderful. Yes. Now let's look at the treatments. What is, are there any treatments available? There are very effective treatments for sleep paralysis. Um, sleep paralysis is an abnormality of REM sleep. And uh, the standard treatment is uh, to use low doses of, uh, of uh, antidepressants. No. Because antidepressants, yes, there you go. Antidepressants actually are REM sleep suppressing agents. Mm. You see, depression is associated with abnormalities of REM sleep as well. And in fact, you might find more sleep paralysis in patients who are depressed. So by suppressing REM sleep and making it more consolidated, which is the way antidepressants work, um, they uh, uh, reduce and effectively treat sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you just need a short-term treatment with them. And then what I found in most of my patients sleep paralysis, once you wean them off the tablets, don't get the sleep paralysis again. Right. There's a question, so Doctor. Yeah. There's a question about yeah. sleeping tablets and whether those uh, on sleeping tablets can one have episodes of sleep paralysis. Yes, you can with some because some of the um, hypnotic medications can cause muscle relaxation. Okay. So they can give you more muscle relaxation than you need. And when you have REM sleep and you wake up, your muscles are more relaxed. But that is not. Uh, you know, um, a proper sleep paralysis, if you, if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Leon mm-hmm. in Kempton Park, good afternoon. You have a question for Dr. Ibrahim? Uh, Dr. Ibrahim, it's Leon. How are you? How's it? <laughs> good, man, good. Um, I've been a patient of, of Dr. Ibrahim for many years, and um, I suffer from the difference where I go bananas while I'm sleeping. So I'll, I'll be sleeping in REM sleep, and then I'll jump out of the bed and I'll break doors or make a ceiling fan out of the ceiling or do something but totally daft. So my wife gets a, can I say, extremely exciting laugh with me. Um, so it's, 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 yeah, he's, he's done a couple, of, everyone will tell you, it's called the polysomnia. They actually test you and they hook you up like a lab rat yeah. and then you sleep and they have somebody assessing you. So it's a different, sleep's an amazing thing, you know what I mean? And I wish I could have more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the people that have the, where they, where they wake up and they're paralyzed, that's, that's where I've got mine when I'm sleeping, I'm absolutely going bananas. Yes, so it's, uh, in your sleep. That's totally different. That's what I'm finding. And yeah, Dr. Ibrahim's an amazing man when it comes to anything to do with the brain. Oh, Leon. I'll Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for Thank the call. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, Leon. And let's go to Uva in Walkerville. Hello, Uva. Hi. Um, I've got a... Well, what happens is that 
I wake up um, and then I can't move for about, I assume it's about, it's not long, five minutes maybe, mm. but then I'm wide awake. And then I check the time and it's three o'clock, three, three o'clock, but it's clockwork every yes. morning. Yes. I try going to sleep later, going to sleep earlier, cutting out the coffee, eating earlier, eating later. But I'm, when I wake up, I'm rested. Whether I've gone to sleep 11 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night, doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Uva, I can relate to that. Um, and I saw a, an eating, a nutritionist gen, uh, recently who put me on a particular eating plan about what to eat when so that my body releases hormones at the right time to make the sleep possible right through. So I can relate to that. Like clockwork, I hear you. Like you look at the time and it's exactly three o'clock, day after day after day. Dr. Ibrahim, any advice for Uva? Um, I think what we need to do with Uwe is to see what is actually going on in his sleep. Okay. Um, uh, because if he's waking, I mean, he, the good thing is that he's waking refreshed, but that's because he's had most of his deep uh, non-REM sleep. Mm-hmm. But we do need REM sleep. So if he is being REM sleep deprived, uh, you know, we need to, we, uh, he needs to get evaluated in the sleep clinic. Okay. Also, the other thing is that the brain has a clock. Mm. And uh, if, you, uh, if you habituate it, to wake up at a certain time. It's going to wake up precisely at that time every day. Everyone's had that experience. Yes. And that is a pattern, in, uh, and it's just that your adrenaline receptors start pumping out adrenaline mm. at that time. Mm. Because, you know, some people wake up, say they wake up at three, and they go, oh, my God, I'm awake now. Mm. Right? And those like active thoughts with, uh, you know, with an element of, of, of heightened uh, anxiety which is pumping out adrenaline. Yes. And the brain loves adrenaline. So what happens, the brain gets entrained to secrete adrenaline at that time every, in every 24-hour cycle. Mm-hmm. So okay, as a result, exactly. So it then becomes programmed. So then what you need to do is reprogram your sleeping brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to overcome that. And sometimes you need a short course of medication. The other thing is he's saying he's waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure how heavy he is in terms of his weight, whether he snores, etc. But if he's got sleep apnea, it's at that time of the night that you're having most of your REM sleep. And as we know, in REM sleep, your muscles have lower tone, so they're more relaxed, including your breathing muscles. So if you have a potential for sleep apnea, Mm -hmm. you know, this condition where people stop breathing in their sleep, then it's going to be worse in REM sleep, and then your brain will wake you up because you're having problems breathing. Ah. So, you know, these, these are the things that we need to check out in, in Uber. Yes. Well, can we have, are there online details where we could look up your practice? Uh, sleepclinic.co.za has got a list of uh, all the accredited sleep clinics in the country. Uh, there's, you know, there's Morningside Sleep Center in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. uh, Waterfall Sleep Center, which is in Midrand, uh, Polokwane Sleep Center. Uh, I'm here at Constantia in Cape Town. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Dr. Ishad Ibrahim, and uh, just talking about sleep paralysis there. So go to sleepclinic.co.za if you need to find the right expert in your area to be able to get the help you need.